0: With upcoming events, please take that with you, as well as our website, always more up-to-date than paper, but it's nice that we have paper too. This Shabbat, this week, 10 years ago, was my very first week at Emmanuel. I came here as a summer intern. It was just as beautiful outside as it is today. I stayed in the Cantor's office, where I blew a fuse huddling around the heater while there was a heat wave in Chicago. I also took care of Bijou, her dog at her house. And I was wondered if maybe I was an intern simply to take care of the dog, which I did a very good job with Bijou. But when I got here, I, I didn't understand Emmanuel. I saw the place. It was quiet. There was no preschool in the summer. But it was this quiet, sleepy place. And then over time, I got to know the place more. But I still didn't totally understand it. And early on, this giant talus was made. Have you seen the giant talus we have? Now this, this was brought to our meeting and shown, look what we have. And people were ooing and aahing over this giant talus. And I looked at it and I go, it's nice. It's, it's a big sheet with some rope from the hardware store on it. It didn't mean much to me. And the more I thought about this and the more I read this week's Torah portion, there seemed to be a similarity here. Because this week's Torah portion, when I got into it, I had the same reaction. It had very little meaning to me. I said, well, I'm going to focus. I'm going to figure out what this thing means. And I started, we have five chapters this week. I started on chapter 8. I went to 9, to 10, to 11, and we are talking sacrifices and golden ladles. And when you have your tent, how do you wrap this thing up and you keep it going? And then finally we get to chapter 12. And at chapter 12, I recognized it. I knew the story. This is when Miriam and Aaron talk poorly about their brother Moses. And they're both punished. And so I said, well, look, that's just one chapter. That's 20%. What about the other 80%? So I looked at what our rabbis had said over the generations, and they hadn't said very much. They skipped those first four chapters, and they would go to that final chapter because they understood it. It was something that we could relate to. Each one of us knows what it's like in our lives to gossip about somebody else. Or when somebody gossips about us behind our back and it hurts us. And it's something that we can grab onto and hold onto. It was John Keats who once said that nothing ever becomes real until it is experienced. And for our rabbis, they focused on the section of the Torah portion of what they experienced. The other 80%? It didn't have much meaning. And so I thought tonight, instead of focusing on that little tiny chapter which we've been talking about for thousands of years, let's switch to the other 80%. And it made me think of this talus. Of how this talus has changed its meaning for me over the past 10 years. Just last week, if you were here we had our confirmation graduation ceremony of our 12th graders. And I saw the students that I wrapped in my tallis five years before as they were heading off to college. And then this week, this tallis just two days ago, with the cantor and the other rabbis, we held it over the head of our preschoolers as they finished preschool. The same preschoolers that we held this tallis over their head as they got their first baby blessing. And my daughter was at both of those. And this week, I said goodbye to my daughter as she graduated preschool. I came here when I had no kids, and now my last kid has left our preschool. And suddenly, this sheet with these ropes on it is incredibly meaningful. It's changed. Something that was meaningless became meaningful. Now, sometimes in our lives, we go into places that we expect to be meaningful and have meaningful experiences, but they're mundane. For some, that's the experiences of coming to services, where we expect this grand experience, and nothing happens. And there's other times in our lives where we go to places that are mundane, like Facebook, and we don't expect very much, and we read the words of Sheryl Sandberg this week, and we start crying, because we realize in that mundane, there's something incredibly sacred. One of our challenges as human beings is that we filter out things that we do not yet know about, things we haven't experienced. Those first four chapters, we don't have much to say. I don't get the golden ladles. I didn't get this sheet. But over time, if we experience them, we understand them. Douglas Adams wrote, human beings who are almost unique in having the ability to learn from the experience of others are also remarkable. their apparent disinclination to do so. The challenge this week's Parsha presents us with is not to be like the rabbis that came before us, not to just focus on the parts of life that we know or we find meaningful, but to focus on the other 80% of our lives. Our challenge on this Shabbat is to revel in the mundane and to find the holiness. In it. Now, it may be with the people in our lives. It may even be with the person that you live with. It may be with your work, or with your station in life, where we stop and we look and we realize that that sheet, that parsha, that part of our lives that didn't mean very much, was dripping in meaning. Now, while Keats said that nothing becomes real unless we experience it, If we look closely enough and are quiet enough, much more of our lives become real because we're actually experiencing it. Shabbat Shalom. rise as we turn to page 586.